Hey guys, glad to be back with you again this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week hearing from our brother TC and all that God's doing there. And uh, man, I, I, I'm excited uh, again. Uh, I've said every single week, just excited to see what God's doing and going to continue to do. Um, uh, coming up, just so you remember, put it on your calendar. If this is you, you want to participate, you can. You can sign up on our website, midtownknox.org, uh, for the marriage conference, uh, March 13th and 14th. That's going to be held at North Star Church, and information will be sent out this week. So sign up. If that's you, you can go find it, midtownknox.org. The link should be right here, and uh, join us there because it's going to be awesome. And I just believe uh, there's going to be a lot of healing, uh, a lot of wonderful experience, a lot of relationship building that's going to happen there. So join us there, and we'd love to see you. Um, now, uh, one of, some more exciting things to celebrate. Uh, we've had life change, and I told you guys uh, this week we'd be celebrating together. So uh, right where you are, let's throw a party because we're going to be joining heaven as another brother surrenders his life to Jesus in baptism. Check it out. I'm with my brother, Sean. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys want, and if you want to engage, you can move out of your seats. You can come celebrate. We can gather a little bit. We can move. This this time is is for that. But Sean walked in, uh, 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 what, last week? Last week, my man Sean uh, was invited by my friend Mason, and we connected and went to lunch, man. And I just know, like when I, when I prayed with you, when I held your hand, man, I knew you had experienced Jesus, man. Like I knew that. And I know that God's got a very special call on your life. And the thing that he imparted to you was his presence, which will be the greatest difference uh, you, you could ever experience and have. But you now have the power that's actually going to make a difference in this world. You have the king. And this is, a, is just a, simply stepping in obedience to that where God has called your name. What's the declaration that you are saying when you're coming here today? Um, so can people hear me? Or? Yeah, yeah, you speak up right here. Oh, and yeah, then you, okay. yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, as I told you, I have never, I don't think I've ever been baptized in water. Um, but as you could tell from the, the first time, you know, we met, you said you felt the fire of God on me. And I have felt that. And so it's like, it's time to deny myself, like I told you the scripture I read a um, couple months ago, where it said, deny your cross um, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me daily. And the word daily stood out to me like it's never stood out to me. So I think I just, I just want to, I've been doing it my way for so long, and that never got me anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, stubborn, obstinate, whatever, just wanting to be my own uh, leader. But now it's just like I feel the Spirit compelling me, <clears throat> like, just the other night, my sister said, hey, do you want to fast Monday? And I was like, eh, I wasn't prepared for the fast, you know, da, 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 da. but then I was like, and I, I, I got her, you know, she didn't, she didn't text me anymore. And then I was like, you know what? I felt like convicted just from that. I felt like compelled by the spirit. Like, you know what? I just need to jump in. I just need to jump in and take that like jump of faith. So we're going to fast starting tomorrow. Um, and it's just, I just want to declare like denying myself. And, and just letting God be the mover in my life because I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. I don't have it, you know, so, so it's just, it's God, it's Jesus. Yeah, because he did the work or what, where you got in, in Jesus? Like, so Jesus is what to you? 
So Jesus is everything to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, just recently, like, I, um, I've done I've done so much wretched things, so many bad things. I'm not even comfortable sharing right now, but the fact that God came for me, like I told you, just this past October, um, getting off drugs and uh, getting clean, like He came for me, and I was on my knees, and He like lifted me up, and He like inhabited my body, and I was speaking in languages I've never spoken before, and I was like doing this with my hands, walking around my apartment, like. Like he was inside cleansing the, 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 the demons that I had allowed to come in from my, my own, my sin and, and my defilement, you know, defiling my temple and, and just being rebellious, you know, toward God. And um, just ever since then, the, the fire, like it's Jesus, like, it, like his love, like I always heard people say, like his love wrecked me, his love wrecked me. And now I can, I, I've experienced it now, I can say Jesus wrecked me that yeah. night so so it is who is king of your life today Jesus Christ the king of kings yeah come on and it's by his work that he has brought salvation to you and revealed his love to you and you've called on that name and it's that name by which you are baptized today my brother mm-hmm. in that name Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ raised to walk a brand new life come on come on come on right now Let's go. Let's go. Right where you are. Let's go. Let's throw a party. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, That's what I I believe in heaven. I just believe there's a party raging right now. And I just love that we can join heaven right where we are. Uh, Heaven comes down when we join it. And that's what we talked about last week. Um, If you've missed out the past couple weeks, I just want to catch you up. Here's kind of what we've been talking about. We've been talking about kind of the vision, like the definition of what Midtown Community is going to be. We're a kingdom movement growing together by loving God and loving the world. And we see this idea of kingdom play out the last several weeks. We've been talking about these kingdom principles. I want to see big moves happen in my life. How do I see big moves happen in my life? Where do I go with my life? That's what we've been talking about. So remember, where do we go? What did Jesus say? When you join the kingdom that has a king, and the king is Jesus, and he set before us some like mandates, some calls on our life, and we receive these, we join heaven. Here's what we talked about. Where do I go? King, where do I go? He says, listen, if you want to know where to go, you don't have to wonder, should I go here or there to be a part of the kingdom? The kingdom is among you. That means the kingdom is right where you are. So be present here and now in the moment right where you are. Don't worry, right where you are. That means if you're at home with the kids, right where you are, the kingdom is advancing there. Uh, so how do I see big moves happen right where I am in my job, uh, on the street, at the grocery, at the gas station, at my home? Ow. What does Jesus say? His disciples come to him and say, uh, which one of us is going to be the greatest? <laughs> we want to know. And he says, let me tell you, in the way of the world, the greatest among you is the one who gets served the most. But then Jesus says, but not so for you. The greatest among you must become like the youngest of the family, uh, become like the one who serves. And he says, look, I came to serve. So if me, the king, comes to serve, serve as the king has served you. So do you want to make big moves? Serve right where you are with the heart of Jesus that has served you right where you are. 
I look back at my life like about three years ago and I'm thinking, man, in that moment, I thought I had it all together. And then you look back three years from then, don't you look back and you're like, man, if you only knew anything, right? And, and I just think about just being present right where you are and Jesus being consistent to love us right in the moment and never stopping, just being consistent with us right where we are. And if you think about that kingdom concept about our king being present with you right where you are, enduring with you, as he is doing that with us, so we do with others right in front of us. We see this kingdom principle play out, and then as Jesus models this for us, we see him stop at the woman at the well. So if Jesus wanted to reach the entire town of Samaria, I don't think he would have ever, or we might never, devise the plan, all right, if I want to reach the whole town, what am I going to do? I'm going to stop at one woman at the well that nobody, nobody is caring about, and she has a bad reputation. But Jesus stops at this woman at the well because he lives by kingdom principle. And he knows that the kingdom of heaven doesn't operate according to the kingdom of the world kind of principles. But when we step in and join heavenly principle, there is this God-sized move that begins to happen that has a ripple effect over and over and over. And that's then what we talked about. So as we join the king, I believe what begins to happen through our life is beyond our comprehension. Now, you are invited at any point of your life to step into this encounter. That's why we're talking about it. Because we're meant to be this kingdom people who have a king that love us dearly. And he wants to be a part of what's going on. And if we'll join him, God is moving. You are allowed to come join him. He's made the way for us to be a friend with God. That comes through the person of Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, I'm just glad you're here today. And I pray you get a fresh sense of who he is and who the heart of our king is. And we're going to continue. We're going to finish up this concept of kingdom. And then we're going to continue on the next several weeks. So uh, join me in, in John chapter 5. And we're just going to talk about the story like uh, verses 1 through uh, 17. So uh, join me in this. And if you've got your word, open it up. If you've got your phone, type it in. And then follow along with me. Chapter 5, verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, in Aramaic called Bethesda, which was, five, which was a five-roofed colonnade. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going another step down before me, Jesus said to him, get up, take your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and he walked. Now, that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man told me, Take up my bed and walk. And they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you're well. 
Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. I want us to see today the heart of this king that we're talking about, King Jesus. King Jesus that's doing work today. Do you see his heart in this picture? First thing that I see about our king is our king sees. Jesus sees you. He sees us. He saw this man. And it says in verse 6 that he was very aware about this man's condition. It says that he noticed he had been there for a long time. Jesus, his heart is, he sees what this man had been in for a long time. And he responded to the one who was in the worst place. Not the one who was closest to healing, the one who was furthest. And then continue down the line of, of what begins to happen is, Jesus heals this man who was the furthest away, who had literally given up at this point, made his bed, and now was making excuses why he couldn't move any further. The second thing I note about our king, our king healed this man as a total gift. A lot of the stories about Jesus' healings, like it's always different. Sometimes you see Jesus wiping mud on somebody's eyes, or sometimes you see him asking them to do something but in this particular instance, it's as if Jesus heals him without his permission. Like this guy was in the middle of making an excuse about why he couldn't be healed, wasn't he? He was saying, look, the reason I can't be healed is because people are stepping in front of me into this pool. And we don't know a lot about the pool of Bethesda, but what we do kind of know from some traditional teaching is that, the, that the, the people believed that there was a stirring. An angel would come down and stir these waters. And when the waters would get stirred, the people would then step into this pool and receive some sort of healing. This man had sat there for 38 years and watched time after time as people would rush in when they sensed the stirring. And he just got to the point where he was done. But Jesus comes to him and meets him right where he is in his hopelessness, in the place where he had got comfortable, and in the middle of his excuse of why he couldn't receive healing, Jesus simply says, be healed, and at once stand up and walk, and he just moves. Jesus heals as an absolute gift. And don't you see that in our life? Don't you see that in, in your life and in my life? The grace of what he did for us is an absolute gift. That's what Romans 5.8 says. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That means while we were in the furthest place. So maybe, maybe this week you feel like you've just really messed it up. Or maybe in your past life, I mean, or maybe in a long time ago, you just had a rough past and it's so hard just to get over some of the things that you've walked in and you've done. And yet in this story, Jesus meets this man in the place where he was hopeless when he had absolutely given up and he looked way past his circumstance and invited him into healing right now. This is exactly what Romans 5.8 says. While we were at the furthest place, God recognized the need and he moved for us before we even understood his name he was moving for us. 
That's what he did for this guy. He says, I don't even know who healed me. I don't even know the guy's name. He just came by, healed me, and then disappeared. And some of y'all today, if you're, if you're tuning in and you're just saying, man, I've encountered some kind of presence. I just want to introduce you that the presence that's changing your life and drawing you to even listen to this today, his name is Jesus. I'm just here to introduce you to him. But Jesus is calling people all the time. And that's what we saw in Sean's story today in baptism. Sean encountered Jesus. Sean encountered Jesus. Jesus met him when he was furthest away. When he was stepping out of drugs, Jesus met him right there. And Sean barely even knew that name, but he met him right there. This is the kind of Jesus that we serve. This is the kind of king that is still our king in the kingdom of heaven. He gives gifts for free. He's super generous. The third thing that I see is that Jesus follows up. Man, our king always follows up to finish what he started. So Jesus comes and finds this guy, and this guy didn't know his name, but Jesus had started a work in his life, so he never gives up on the work. This is part of that kingdom principle in our life that we're invited to be just like our Savior is to us. He finishes the process. So as we walk with each other, we endure the process, and we follow up. We are people that follow up. This is what Philippians 1.6 says, and I'm sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Man, isn't it good, kind of freeing just to understand that we're all in process? And the one who started a work in you, remember back when, when the Lord started that work in you? And maybe as you watch this video, this is the start of a work. You're like stepping in for the first time. Just welcome, glad you're here. But this is part of the process of Jesus walking us into the process and walking us into this way of life that's continuing on and on. And he's bringing us to completion. But guess when completion happens? Completion happens when we see him face to face. So here's part of the freedom of our life of understanding. I just want to free us up to just be real humans for a second. You're listening to a guy who doesn't have it all together. I haven't figured it all out, but I'm in process with my king, and my king has called my name. He's transformed my life and given me a burning desire to come want to follow him. But I'm not finished in the process until I see him face to face. But here's what I have this promise and this guarantee, that my king is moving me in the process down the line all the way through my life. And here's the beauty of the church, kingdom movement together, growing together. This is where we grow together is that we all understand that we're in process. And our king is accomplishing in all of us what he desires to see. And he's using us in each other's lives. So that's part of being the church is we're growing together in this way as the king brings us into process together. But here's where this whole story begins to matter so much. And it's a little bit hidden in the text. We've got to kind of understand some of the meaning of what John is actually inviting us to see, this full picture. So remember in the story, Jesus shows up to this, the pool of Bethesda. He heals a man who's been probably the most wounded for the longest, and he gets healed instantly, follows up in the place of, of worship where the Pharisees are saying, you can't be carrying a mat on this day. You can't be doing this. The guy's like, listen, this guy healed me. I'm like, I'm carrying my mat, <laughs> whatever you say. But, but they, they wanted to know Jesus was breaking all the rules. And it was a Sabbath day. He can't be healing people. 
What kind of heartbeat is this? What does John want us to know? The word Bethesda actually means the house of mercy. So let's get the full picture here. The man, wounded, unable to move, comes looking for mercy. And he tells Jesus, I can't be healed because in this place, no one is merciful. I can't receive healing because people are breaking line in front of me. Listen to the description of mercy. Here's, here's the definition. Mercy is an, is an event to be grateful for, especially because it's occurred. Its occurrence prevents something unpleasant or provides relief from suffering. Mercy is also compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. He came to the place of mercy and did not find mercy, so he never found healing. The Pharisees then look at the heart of the teachers of that day, religious leaders teaching the law, and yet look at a man who had received the kindness of God and tell him, you shouldn't be carrying a mat. This is the Sabbath. (laughs) No mercy. (laughs) No mercy at all. It is only law and rule. And where that is, there is never a relief. There is never a healing. And this is the beauty of the gospel, is that Jesus came and did accomplish the law perfectly for us and then extends to us a gift that we never could earn. Mercy. If you can receive that, if you've gotten to the place where you know you're in need of mercy, then you can call out to Jesus and he will meet you in the moment of your need of mercy. But most likely, if you've lived your life so long long enough in this place where you don't see mercy, it eventually leads you to the place where you go, why should I even try anymore? because it's so hard. Just once I get up and begin to walk, it's like I get hit down again, right? And you end up laying there and you go, I don't even want to try anymore because it's so painful to even try and move. Because every move I take, there's no mercy here and I can't measure up here and you don't do this good enough here. And so it's beat down, beat down, beat down. Maybe that's happening in your job. Maybe that's a relationship. Maybe that's in your marriage. If you want to bring healing into a relationship today, I invite mercy to step in, and that's only encountered first through the person of mercy, which is our King Jesus. And if you're not experiencing mercy from the King, you won't extend mercy to anyone around you. But I guarantee you what transformed this man's life was the encounter of the merciful one who didn't ask him what his past was like, didn't ask him where he was, didn't ask him, oh, are you hopeless? Well, then get hopeful so you can get healed. It wasn't anything about that. I want to give you healing, and it comes through Jesus. (laughs) And he gives him healing. And through the healing of Jesus, he steps up and stands. And then Jesus follows up with him and follows up something very, very important. And this is the process that Jesus takes us on, and it's so gentle and it's so kind. But we see Jesus find this man. See, you're healed. But then he invites him to come further. And he says, see to it that you sin no more so that nothing worse will happen to you. You say, Jay, so you're telling me anything that bad happens in our life is is from some sin? And I'm going to say no, but I'm going to tell you this. 
that anything that God has told us not to do, and when we want to step into that and we want to directly disobey, I promise you what will ensue in that place is only chaos. I've never met somebody in all of my life who decides, I'm going to fulfill every one of my desires, like unhindered, whatever I desire, whatever I think of. I've never met anybody who's fulfilled every one of their desires and then comes to me and they're like, I am so happy. I am so full right now. You're full for a moment, but then you have to go searching for the filling again and again and again and again. And eventually you get to the place where you go, I'm not super full and I'm not super happy. And what Jesus is helping us understand is, listen, I'm the one. I'm the one who brings mercy. And if you're looking to receive mercy from from this world, you will not receive it. But you can come to the king of mercy and he wants to give you mercy. He wants to meet you in healing right now, right where you are. Just bring him everything that you are. Call out to him right there and he will bring healing right now. And then begin to walk with him in the way that he's invited you to walk. And as you do, healing only continues and continues and continues. And eventually, you begin to walk the life of Jesus. And then you're the distributor of healing. You become the merciful one from the one who was first merciful to you. This is his invitation to this man. Come and walk with me and be healed and be a person of healing. This is our invitation to the kingdom. I'm going to be honest, like this message is so, um, it's powerful to me because I had, if I'm honest with you, like probably, probably last year, I hadn't gotten to this place where I was just, I was just feeling wounded. I was feeling tired. I was feeling like I'm really trying here, you know, I was doing a good job and yet I've just kind of got hurt by some friends. You ever get to that place you get hurt? But then you get hurt again and again and again, and you kind of just sit back and you go, why Why me? (laughs) And then eventually when you say, why me? You say, why do I try anymore? And then you sit back and you just sit back some further and you get a little comfortable when you're sitting and you say, you know what? Y'all go on without me. (laughs) But I had walked around with just like some, some heart hurt and to the point where I really felt physical pain in my chest and I tell this because I just believe it's going to encourage you today because you never know who you're going to walk into. And I just believe God led me to start walking the street. You know, when I didn't know what to do, I just started walking the street to tell people about the one that I'd, I'd encountered. I don't know anything else other than that. And I was walking the street with one of my friends, and we come upon a guy. He's sitting on a bench, and we think we're going to minister to him. We're going to just bless him. We're going to pray over him or whatever. And reach down to him and shake his hand. And as I shake his hand, he looks into my eyes and he hugs me. And when he hugged me, I felt something just honestly like a presence. It's the only way I can describe it. And when he looked into my eyes, he started speaking a language like I couldn't understand with my mind, but like it felt like the words were just coming into my my soul. (laughs) And I got scared and I was like, hey, hold on. Like, who's the king? Because I I know like I got to test this. Like, who is this? I don't know. And he says, Jesus is king. And I was like, well, okay. So for about an hour, I held this guy's hand and he began to speak and minister to my soul. And as he did, he looked at my chest and he spoke in tongues, the best thing I could know. And he just put his hand up toward my chest and, and I felt that thing just go away. And I'm not saying this is everyone's experience but I want to tell of my king because my king sends 
what we need. And that's the best way I can describe it. I had walked through a deep time of pain. And I wish it would have come sooner, but I don't at the same time because when it did come, it was such a relief and it was such an encounter with Him. I was overcome by the goodness of God. And do I think that I was, I don't know, like as I process it even just here with you, I'm like, I still can't make sense of it. But I just know that Jesus sent along somebody because I was praying and I was like, God, either you show up in my life or I want to quit doing this. But you know what I realized? I realized in the process of this that I was praying a lot of wrong stuff. I was expecting a lot of wrong stuff. And I felt a lot like this guy because here's what he assumed. He assumed the way to healing was to get into this pool. So when Jesus comes to him, he's like, hey, do you want to be healed? He's like, well, the reason I can't get healed is because I can't get into that pool. That was a lot of the way I was living my life. The reason I can't get my heart to stop hurting is because people are so mean. They're just still mean. And they keep being mean. <laughs> so God, would you send nice people to just be nice? But that sounds great. But a lot of us believe, and this is what we've been talking about the past couple weeks, what we believe matters so much. And it sounds so good to believe the fact that when you get a nice person in life, they're going to bring healing into your life. If they don't bring you to the healer, you won't be healed. They can say a lot of nice things to you, but if it's not truth, it's not going to bring permanent healing in our soul. And I, I, and I see this played out in this man's life. As he believes something that's going to bring healing in his life, and it never does, and he can never get there, so he gets wounded and hopeless. If we find ourselves believing a truth that isn't true, it will lead you to hopelessness. That's why in the Word, it says that our King is a rock for us. And when we put our trust in the rock of our salvation, of our saving, we won't be moved. And I want to tell you, that's why we need each other to be reminded. Even this week, today, my brother TC reminded me of this truth that I'm sharing with you. I want to get so off track, but I've got to have people in my life to teach me, that, speak to the truth to me, to remind me, where is our hope in? And if I don't have people telling me the truth, then I'm going to get off track. And that's why we need each other in this aspect where we submit to one another to receive the truth and to share the truth. And that's what the church is, a blessing to be a part of. And that's what this man needed was the truth to come along and to say, you don't need that pool, you need me. And that was Jesus. And I just want to tell you, maybe you've put your hope in looking for something that's going to bring healing in your life and you're not finding it. And it maybe it's something really good. I want to tell you, if the word, if Jesus hasn't promised it to us, then it's not a promise we can anchor our life into. And so he invites you, anchor your life in me. And one day, face to face, I'm going to bring everything to completion. So if you're not seeing it right now, the promise is completion is on its way. So I can begin to live with the fullness of hope because my expectation is my king is coming back. And I know he's going to make everything right. If it's not right today, it's going to be. And I know it when he comes because the king is just. He's about to bring justice. So do I got to fight to bring justice today? No. I got to fight to reveal the mercy that I've received because it's, it's his justice to bring. And he hasn't given me justice. He gave me mercy. And so I'm a deliverer of healing, receiving this, calling you to receive my king who wants to give you mercy and meet you right where you are. And he wants to take the thing that maybe we've put our hope in 
and say, would you maybe transfer that hope today? Would you maybe look at it a little bit different? Would you hear the voice of Jesus look at you and say, do you want to receive healing today? What would you say to Jesus if he said, do you want to be healed today? Well, I. Where are you headed today? Would you invite him to lead you today? Maybe if you know him, uh, have you asked him about where you're headed, where he desires for you to go? Have you asked him about the thing that you've put your hope in? Have you asked him? Ask him. And if you say, Jay, I've asked him a hundred times, he never answered me. Then what has he answered you on? And would you receive what he's already said? That's one of the things that I believe he spoke to my heart. As I said, God, I've asked you so many times, would you do this? He said, Jay, what have I already told you? And you refuse to hear me. Because maybe healing would be found in what I've already told you. But you want healing in this way. It's exactly what happened to me on the street. Would I have received the healing in my internal being if I had not just said, well, I do know what you have told me. Go tell others. So I don't know much and I don't feel like doing it, but I'm stepping into what I know to be true even when I don't feel it's true. Would I have received the healing that I can tell you about today? I don't know. But maybe instead of looking for God to do it this way, a certain way, would you just invite him to tell you what he desires right now and would you receive what he's already told you? Would you step into that? And then healing, let me tell you, healing's on its way. Healing in the aspect that we need is on its way. Invite it in. Invite the king to be king and invite him to bring heaven right where you are and expect it because it's coming and it's here now. So join him. You're allowed. The king is alive. Thank you so much for joining us in this word. Would you remember that the king sees you and he's offered healing as a gift, 100% a gift. Believe that and receive it right now. You've got it. You actually have it. Now, understand this, that he's bringing this whole process to completion. That's what we can receive and rest in the fact that he's a king of mercy and mercy is offered to us and we've been invited to go extend it to others. This is a wonderful process. As we step in to this kingdom movement, we will see kingdom advance in ripple effect fashion. Come join the movement. It's on 2021. Thanks for being here. Hey, if you've got questions and you want to continue a conversation, I would love to talk, talk with you because this is hard. This is hard to work things through. There's a lot that's gone on in our lives. And maybe you've got questions. Connect with us, midtownknox.org. Just hit connect. It's going to bring you to a form. And I would love to connect with you through conversation, whatever you need. If you're looking for a group of people to meet with and just connect with over uh, the word or in relationship, we've got those for you all around the city. Connect with us through the same form and let us know. And we'd love to join you. Maybe if you've decided, do you want, hey, I need Jesus, man. I want to follow this king and I want to be a part of this movement of his. If that's you, connect with us. We'd love to help you in that. And then maybe the next step is baptism. We'd love to talk to you about that as well. Connect form. Do it again. And uh, we'd love to connect with you there. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we'll talk soon. Love.